Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash the Clovis Culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps, and it means the world to me. Thank you so much. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis, and I am in the business of impacting people's lives for the better. I have helped over 500 people just like you transform their health and wellness, and I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the members-only content that Clovis has to offer, free for a full seven days. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start, S-T-A-R-T, IamClovis.com slash start. You will find some videos of yours truly, and you will find some incredible testimonies from some of my Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the unbelievable stories that these brave individuals have to tell. Stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in 8 weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 21 pounds in 19 days, 100 pounds in 6 months. You name it, I've got somebody that's done it. Check out IamClovis.com start and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, including the Perfect Paleo Powder, just head over to IamClovis.com. Use promo code PERFECTPODCAST. Again, PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, at checkout, and you will receive 10% off your entire first order at IamClovis.com. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? YouTube too? We're on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm getting my mind blown by this stuff every single day. Okay, I'm refreshing my Facebook page to make sure that I can bring up my own Facebook Live. What's up, everybody? Okay, cool. So first things first, welcome. This is uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube Live now. We're adding platforms every week. Uh, This is Ask Me Anything number seven. So I am Justin. I am the founder of Clovis. I invented the perfect paleo powder. I have some nutrition credentials that some people care about, except for me, uh, but I have them. And we're talking, ask me anything. So this is where you guys ask me questions about nutrition. You send me questions ahead of time, social media. You do live questions during the the Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube feeds. I try to ask to answer the questions the best I can with my minimal knowledge of anything useful at all. But... You guys seem to like it, so we keep doing it. This is number seven. Uh, First things first, I'm going to ask that you share this. So I'm doing it on mine right now. I'm clicking the share button on Facebook, at least. Now, YouTube and Instagram are obviously a little bit different, but I'm just going to click the share button. Click share now public, and boom, it's going to put it right to your Facebook feed. So mine has been shared to my timeline. That's the Justin Nolt timeline. We're on Clovis, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. So first things first. This is a different time for us. We usually do uh, the Facebook Lives, the Ask Me Anythings on Wednesday. Uh, we were in Denver, Colorado. We had an amazing trip in Denver, Colorado. So those of you that don't know, uh, through Clovis, I sponsor a fighter and a dear friend named Pauline Pita Macias. Pita stands for pain in the ass. And we lived with her basically for the last week. So we learned all the pain in the ass stuff too. <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah, we're actually live on PETA's page right now. And she's cool with that, assuming, right? Cool. So uh, shout out to Pauline PETA Macias. We went out to Denver, spent the week with her. Uh, we sponsor her. She's, a pro, she's a, uh, an MMA fighter, elite MMA fighter. She's got 20 years in judo. She was with the Olympic Training Center. She's the Valor Fights female champion. I was there when she won that title. It was crazy. So um, you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, at Pauline Pita Macias on Instagram. Um, her Facebook page is Team Pita, T-E-A-M-P-I-T-A. So look up Team Pita, look up Pita on Instagram. She's awesome. We had a great time. We got to watch her train with Rose Namayunas, who is the, I believe, bantamweight female champion of the UFC, Thug Rose. That was pretty awesome. So we had a great time in Denver. Long story short, we were traveling. We had to bump the AMA to today. And we want to experiment with new times as well. So we did reach out to some people who said Thursdays were great, uh, said that 8 p.m. Central was a good time. So we were, we're, we've kind of been polling and trying to figure out the best way to do all this. Um, also, speaking of Denver, shout out to the Corner Boxing Club. The Corner Boxing Club in Boulder. It's run by Carrie and Kirsten, and they were amazing. They let us hang out there. Um, also, we did a Facebook Live that you can check out on the Clovis Culture page of judo expert PETA throwing my ass like six times. She just did these crazy judo throws on me. My knees still hurt, I'm having trouble walking. Got my ass kicked by a girl. It was awesome. You can watch it for your entertaining purposes, right? Okay, so we're gonna get into Facebook Live number seven. I think that was enough of an intro. We do try to do the intros, we fill them out a little bit more lately so that we can uh, just let everyone get into the room and before we start, sometimes we do questions and then people come in later and ask the same questions so in the beginning here we're just kind of working out some of these kinks getting people into the live the live rooms and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about clovis and a new website that we have so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about why we did a new website and it was all thanks to you guys and your feedback i am surveying the clovis followers every single week every single day finding ways to improve when i get enough feedback from enough people that's all the same I make changes and that's what's happened with this website so we wanted to give people better control of their subscription services on the website so we we literally rebuilt an entire new website just so you guys can have full control taking the control out of our hands you guys are going to be in charge of your own subscription services and everything so uh we we did that for you we just want things to be as easy as possible topics for tonight asking anything number seven we're going to talk about fruit this fruit debate will not die Anytime I do an ask me anything and mention anything about fruit or the fact that I don't eat fruit, me telling people that I don't eat fruit is like, you would think that I'm the most evil person on earth with some of the responses I get about fruits. Like people think that because I don't eat fruit, like I'm going to drop dead on a sidewalk somewhere. So we're going to talk about fruit. I'm going to explain to you why I don't eat fruit, why I don't recommend fruit for really anyone, unless you're like an elite athlete who's just crushing yourself every single day. I don't recommend fruit. Um, so we're going to talk about fruit. We're going to talk about chocolate. Chocolate is a superfood. I eat chocolate every single day. Literally every day. I've been eating chocolate every day for years. It's amazing. I'm going to tell you why. Um, we're also going to talk about the rice hack. So I did an Ask Me Anything from New Orleans last week, and we uh, it was called uh, Potato Tricks and Party Tips. That was Ask Me Anything number six. We talked about how to make potatoes and rice low-carb. Um, so we're going to talk about that again because the cooking instructions were a little bit complicated. I, it, sometimes I, I, I hear about these things or I've known them from the past, turning rice or potato into resistant starch. And I roll through this stuff really quick sometimes because I'm usually just spitballing. 
And um, so what I tried to do this time is actually get step-by-step instructions for you on how to make a potato paleo or low carb or turn it into resistant starch and how to do the same with white sushi rice. So I'm actually going to walk you through step-by-step exactly how to do that um, so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle of this AMA. So we can talk about how to really, really do that, really maximize um, how to make those food products healthy. Um, So we're going to go over that. And like I said, we're going to go over some stuff about Clovis. Um, So I have a lot of notes today because in the fruit department, I really had to write down some numbers, right? Um, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm literally like third grade math makes my brain hurt, which is difficult as an entrepreneur. But (laughs) So I usually have to bring people in to help me with the numbers. But uh, I have a lot of numbers here because I am so sick and tired of people telling me fruit is a health food. Fruit is not a health food. Fruit is candy. It comes from nature. Not anymore. First of all, it doesn't come from nature anymore. It comes from agriculture. It was created by man, right? The fruit we have now is not the fruit we used to have 50 years ago prior to these giant agricultural methods that are meant for high yield, right? So high yield farming has destroyed everything about fruit. It's destroyed a lot of vegetables. It's destroyed meat. We've talked about feedlot cattle, uh, feedlot farming in, in other AMAs, and they're just it's, it's horrible. So this, all this high yield production is destroying the nutritional values of food, none more so than fruit. Now, we're, this is why fruit is unhealthy. So to get you to the point where you're up to speed on exactly why fruit is so detrimental, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how much of a nerd you are, I have to go into a little bit of biochemistry here. So I have no choice. Here we go. <laughs> you have different types of cells. Fat cells, muscle cells, liver cells. So uh, cells all are fed by the same thing, and that is glucose, right? So glucose can make cells grow. Glucose can make muscle cells bigger. It can make fat cells bigger. Um, It can make liver cells bigger, right? So the way that this works is you have different types of sugars. There's So let's say, let's just break it down into two major categories. Let's say glucose and fructose, right? Glucose goes into the bloodstream. Fructose goes in the bloodstream, but it's the only sugar that is processed exclusively in your liver. Fructose literally means fruit sugar. And I spell that out for people by talking about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola and all these other products are unhealthy because they have high fructose corn syrup. So unless you live under a rock, everybody knows avoid high fructose corn syrup, high fructose, high fruit sugar corn syrup. Now, corn syrup, yeah, terrible for you, but high fruit sugar, high fructose, also terrible for you. It's literally, that's just high sugar, right? Fructose is sugar, fruit sugar, fructose, fruit sugar, right? So the fructose that you find in fruit is molecularly the same and is handled by your body the same way as fructose found in soft drinks, Coca-Cola, Sprite, whatever else you find it in, right? So... What happens is this fructose is processed exclusively in the liver. So the fructose never gets to your muscle cells per se, your skeletal muscle cells, your biceps, your triceps, right? So you have these athletes pumping down fruit and stuff. I'm going to get jacked with carbohydrates from fruit. It doesn't work that way. Fruit is stored in two different ways, liver glycogen. So in any cell, the storage form of glucose is glycogen. Glucose, glycogen, same thing, storage form. The glucose goes in the cells and is stored there. Once it's being stored by the body, it's now glycogen. And glycogen can be utilized during exercise. The body can grab that glycogen, 
spit glucose into the bloodstream and use it to produce ATP to produce energy, right? So in your muscle cells, glucose isn't necessarily a bad thing. The, the skeletal muscular system can, can, I think, have over 400, I think it's over 400 grams of glycogen. Now your liver, your liver can only hold, depending on the individual, it's like somewhere between 60 to 100 grams of liver glycogen. This is glucose stored in your liver. Liver glycogen is glucose stored in your liver. Now, once you pass that threshold of 60 to 100 grams of liver glycogen, any and all excess sugar that goes into your liver is going to be converted into fat and spit out in your bloodstream. Now, I'm talking specifically, if you've listened to any other AMAs where we talk about cholesterol, VLDL, very low density lipoprotein, the most dangerous form of fat that can be in your body. This is the fat that gets blamed for heart disease, heart attacks, everything. People think it comes from eating fat in the diet. You could literally eat butter all day and not have a heart attack from that cholesterol, but you can have a heart attack from eating too much fruit. I repeat, you could eat butter all day and it won't give you a heart attack. You can have a heart attack from eating too much fruit, right? So once you have that 60 to 100 grams of liver glycogen full, once your glycogen stores are full, any and all sugar you get on top of that is gonna get converted to fat. This is why I say fruit makes you fat. I have an article on my website called, is fruit sabotaging your fat loss? Short answer, yes it is. So I'll give you an example. Um, if you can hold 60 to 100 grams of liver glycogen, right? One banana has 14 grams of fructose. So do the math. One apple has, I think, 19 grams of fructose. So if you start adding this up, if you had an apple and a banana, now you're looking at 40 grams of fructose and your liver can only hold between 60 to 100. Now this is also compounding. You don't deplete your liver glycogen every day, especially if you're sedentary, meaning that you don't work out a lot, you don't do a lot of high intensity exercise because high intensity exercise is the only way to deplete, deplete your glycogen because you have to burn glycogen to deplete it. If you're not doing a lot of high intensity exercise, if you're sedentary, you eat a couple servings of fruit for a couple days in a row, your liver glycogen is now full and you are literally going to start gaining fat with the sugar that you eat on top of that. So that's basically the biochemistry on how liver glycogen works and how fruit, fructose specifically, gets converted to fat and gets shoved out into your bloodstream. You don't want to be eating fruit. Now, another reason for that is we have nutrition facts and everything. I've talked to you about this before where textbooks are usually 10 to 15 years behind. More often than not, they're 15 years behind cutting edge research. Nutrition facts can somewhat be the same way where you say an apple has this much vitamin C or an orange has this much vitamin C, right? So here's some things I want you to think about. Any and all fruit that you're eating right now is genetically modified. I don't care if it says non-GMO. I don't care if you're in the organic non-GMO section. Let me give an example. Bananas as we know them, a yellow banana that you get in the store and you peel it, you open it up and you take a big bite, notice something. You're not crunching on seeds, are you? Why aren't you crunching on seeds? Because bananas as we know them are not real bananas. They can't reproduce. If you put them out in nature, they can't reproduce because they don't have seeds. A normal banana, all bananas are plantains. They all come from the plantain family. And normal bananas that you would find in the wild, especially that you would have found 100 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever, they have seeds in them that are so big that it makes it difficult to even eat the flesh of the fruit. And they're far more bitter. So 
fruit as we know it right now is not real fruit. That's what you have to understand. It's not natural. This is the first time in history you just walk, walk into a grocery store in the middle of December with a foot of snow outside and go, I'm going to eat that ripe banana, that bright yellow banana. That's totally natural. Oh, it says non-GMO. Must be natural that it's here in Denver, Colorado in the middle of the winter with a foot of snow outside. That's insane. Think about that for one second. When you really stop and think about the paleo foundations we talk about. This is why I go back to paleo and everything. I don't care if you don't like the term paleo. I don't care if you don't like caveman diet, if you don't like paleo diet, whatever. I don't care how you feel about the word. We're going back to fundamental principles of doing what nature intended us to do. Nature did not intend for us to walk into a grocery store and grab a kiwi or a mango or a freaking pineapple in the middle of January. It's not natural. This is not natural. This is not how things work. Okay, these are not okay. Bananas all across the world. Do you know what our yellow bananas are known as? They're known as dessert bananas. So now you got this guy Justin, this nutritional therapist from Nashville, who has a company and keeps telling everybody that fruit is unhealthy, and people want to argue with him online. In other parts of the world, they're literally called dessert bananas. It's straight up sugar, people. It's straight up sugar. You're poisoning your body with toxic candy. Fruit, 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 fruit. People like to use my perfect paleo powder. Man, I love your paleo powder. It's incredible. I add a full banana and a cup of strawberries and a cup of blueberries, and that's my lunch. Okay, that's a quick way to type 2 diabetes. Why are you doing that? Why are you taking my beautiful product and destroying it with your shit fruit? Quit doing that, right? I mean, I, mean, I know that this sounds crazy, but you have to understand this is the facts, right? There's a um, – I put it in my notes here. Let me see. It's called – let me see can't find it. Ah, oh, still no free lunch. There's an article called still no free lunch. If you Google this, still no free lunch. And it talks about how high yield farming has led all of this to happen. So again, in that, I'm going to give you a couple figures here. So if you were to take an orange from 1950, that was loaded with vitamin A, a few examples, your grandparents, right? Your grandparents were five years old eating an orange. They were getting vitamin A. They were getting so much vitamin A that if you took that orange from the 50s and tried to get the same amount of vitamin A today, you'd have to eat 21 oranges. 21 times more vitamin A in this fruit from just about 50 years ago. That's how much genetic modification has destroyed our fruit. Now, again, another thing I wrote here, if you were to eat those 21 oranges, you're looking at 252 grams of fructose. 252 grams of sugar. Your liver can only handle between 60 to 100 grams of liver glycogen, right? So it's insane to say that fruit is nutrient dense. It's just crazy. Now, it's just so you know, I'm not just picking on fruit. Again, and this is why I took notes for this particular MMA, because these points are so important. Onions and potatoes once had vitamin A. They no longer do. Onions and potatoes that you get in a store, they don't have vitamin A. Sweet potatoes will, white potatoes won't. Meat has half the iron it used to have. Half the iron since feedlot farming started about 50 years ago, right? Less than 50, feedlot cattle has been around for less than 50 years. Literally half the iron. On top of that, broccoli has one quarter of the calcium it used to have. Literally one quarter of the calcium. That's how bad this has gotten. Vitamin C, apples. If you were to take an apple from 50 years ago and get the equivalent amount of vitamin C in today's apples, 100 apples. You'd have to eat 100 apples 
we talked about there's 19 grams of fructose. You're now looking at 1,900 grams of fructose to get the vitamin C from apples that you could get in one apple in the 1950s. When we say fruit, you and I, we're not talking about the same thing. That's what you have to understand. You're thinking of fruit as you've been traditionally taught about it by the food pyramid, by the government and your public school teachers, telling you the fruit's healthy, talking about fruit as it used to be. We're talking about fruit from yesteryear. We're not talking about fruit from today. This is why I get so frustrated. There's some girl out on the internet that only eats bananas. She does a freaking banana diet. Congratulations. I mean, you're killing yourself, literally. I mean, it's, 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 it's so crazy to me. And you have to understand that if you're arguing for fruit as a health food, the only reason you do that is because it's sweet and it tastes good and you want to eat more of it. And you want Justin to tell you it's okay. I'm not going to do that. Fruit is terrible. So, and let's talk about another thing I want to talk about is glycemic index. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with glycemic index. It's how different foods affect the blood sugar levels in in your bloodstream, right? The glucose levels in your bloodstream, how they're affected. So a, a glass a glass of water filled with just straight glucose is 100 on the glycemic index. And the way that it works is they measure these different foods against that 100 number and they give you a glycemic index number. So certain foods can be seemingly similar like a white potato and a sweet potato but a white potato is a high glycemic index food and a sweet potato is a low glycemic index food so all these things just are affected differently because molecularly these food items are not the same so to give an example fruits there are certain fruits that rank higher on the glycemic index than white bread pasta rice and even donuts so you literally have some fruits that are a higher glycemic index than donuts and you still wanna tell me fruit is a health food. Are you sold yet? Are you sold on this? I'm, I wanna check and see if we're getting any comments or anything because this should be giving you guys plenty, 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 plenty of fuel for any debate that you have with anybody regarding fruits and vegetables. Fruits are not a health food. They're dessert, they're toxic. Now, if we were talking about fruits from yesteryear, it may be worth the, the glycemic index or the glycemic load, which are two different things. We'll get into that at a different time. But the glycemic index and glycemic load that you're getting from the fructose may have been worth it when fructose levels were lower and vitamin levels were through the roof. These fruits of yesteryear that we're talking about with your grandparents or your great-grandparents or whatever, even your parents' fruit was better than yours is. So back in the day, it may have made sense. Let's take a little bit of sugar for this amazing micronutrient panel. Now it's simply not there. So I want to be clear about something. There is nothing, there's no macronutrient, there's no micronutrient, vitamins and minerals, there's nothing in fruit, zero things in fruit. There is nothing in fruit that you cannot get from vegetables and meat. Nothing, not a single thing. So if you never eat fruit again, like Justin, and eat plenty of fruit, uh, vegetables and meats, you're gonna get everything that you could have possibly gotten from fruit and then, and then some without the glycemic index spike and the glycemic load spike and the potential type two diabetes and the fat gain. Vegetables and meat. There's nothing in fruit that you need that you can't get from other food items. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a crazy argument. Another thing I did here, and I'll probably post this in the show notes. I hope you guys have been keeping up with the show notes. The new website has all the Facebook lives and all the show notes as well. We're gonna keep going through those. But what I did just for fun is I compared, this is from, I wrote an old ebook uh, back in 2015 or 2016 that some people got. It was a guide to rapid fat loss. Um, if you want an ebook guide to rapid fat loss, we can rework that and put it out with new branding and everything. Uh, give that to you guys too. 
Um, but I compared 100 grams of broccoli and 100 grams of bananas versus the, the claims of, of bananas being a healthy food. So I, I did the top about five or six markers that I thought people argue for in fruit, right? Net carbs, banana, 20. Broccoli, four. Okay, now keep in mind, this is 100 grams. By weight, they're identical. These are the two foods by weight. Banana, net carbs, 20. Broccoli, net carbs, four. Banana, sugar, 20 grams. Uh, sorry, 12 grams. Broccoli, two grams. Six times, one-sixth, one-sixth of the sugar. Broccoli versus banana. Banana, protein, one gram. Broccoli, three grams. Three times the protein, in 100 grams of broccoli. Banana, vitamin C, 14% of your daily value. Broccoli, 148% of your daily value, vitamin C. Stop arguing for vitamin C in fruits, it's insane. Vitamin A, banana, 1%. Broccoli, 12%. 12 times more vitamin, more vitamin A. So 10 times more vitamin C, 12 times more vitamin A, and one big argument, I actually remember this from the movie, I think it was Honey, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, way back in the day. This kid has like a blood sugar crash, and the friends come over, and they're like, he needs potassium. And they take out a banana and shove the banana in his mouth. And they're like, oh, my God, you knew bananas had potassium. That's amazing, right? So the potassium argument. Do bananas have potassium? Yup. 10% of your daily value. Does broccoli have potassium? Yup. 9% of your daily value. 1% off. Everything else blows it out of the freaking water. So for 1% extra potassium, do you want six times more sugar floating around your bloodstream? This is crazy, people. I could literally have this fruit conversation all day long and spin in circles, and you would not be able to give me a single reason why I should continue to eat fruit in my diet. So I'm not going to. I hope that you don't either. <laughs> it's really, really, it's bad. I mean, you, you got to stop with the fruit, especially when it comes to things like the perfect paleo powder or any other shake that you might be using. I mean, you might be using a green superfood or something that's a really good product by itself. Paleo powder has everything you need in it by itself. Don't put sweetened almond milk. Don't put bananas. Don't put strawberry. Don't put blueberries. Stop adding this stuff. You're ruining these products. These products are designed to help you, right? They have everything that you need. Now, I'm, now I'm, again, I'm not saying you don't have to be like me. You don't have to completely give up fruit if you don't want to. I don't eat fruit. I choose not to. I don't do well with it. I don't feel good on it. And I don't like eating incredibly sweet things because it leads to cravings. Like carbohydrates lead to cravings. It's the only macronutrient that causes cravings. So I limit my sugar intake as much as I can. So I limit my fruit. But just be careful, man. I mean, a, a lot of people are, are just adding fruit all over the place. And if you don't track, if you really track you're eating, you might be like, oh, wow, we're eating a lot of fruit here. Okay, so, uh, man, that was, we're almost coming up on 30 minutes. But um, what I want to explain to you is this is for all the mainstream nutrition experts out there. Fruit, toxic sugar, chocolate, superfood. Eat it every day. I eat chocolate every single day, literally every single day. And what people don't realize is that the American diet, the number one source of antioxidants, are not fruits and vegetables or anything like that. The number one source of antioxidants is coffee and chocolate. So I'm going to explain to you the differences in chocolate. I'm going to teach you how to read labels on chocolate. I'm going to teach you why chocolate is so good for you. I'm going to teach you why you should eat chocolate. And we're talking specifically about dark chocolate. Now, for me and my recommendations, anything over 85% cacao is considered a superfood. 
I mean, that's chocolate becomes a health food, right? So you have to be careful with this, though, because when I say dark chocolate, people see 55%, 60%, 65%, 70%. It says dark chocolate, so they grab it because it's really sweet and sugary and delicious, and they eat it. Now, I'm eating dark chocolate, and they justify it. You know, Justin said dark chocolate was good. I'm eating 70% cacao. This is dark chocolate. I don't care what the package says. It's not dark chocolate in my eyes unless it's 85% cacao or over. And the other things that we need to talk about are how to read these labels. So I have a couple chocolate bars here. I'm gonna go through these in a second and walk you through them. But um, it's gonna be listed a lot of different ways. In the back, you might see what I'm looking for is, generally speaking, organic cacao beans. Now there's cocoa, C-O-C-O-A. There's cacao, C-A-C-A-O. Anytime I can find cacao, it's better because I just know the brand knows what they're talking about. Um, especially like if you find like Hershey's cocoa or like Kroger cocoa in a can, like these cocoa powders and stuff, they can literally have carcinogens in them, like cancer-causing agents. Um, it's, it's really scary. You don't want to mess with that stuff. So the reason why I like dark chocolate so much is it's something that you can eat every day, and it's something that will help you kill that little sugar craving, especially in the beginning. If you're doing my fat loss protocol and you're going through the keto flu or the sugar detox or anything, dark chocolate is going to be your best friend because it actually helps decrease appetite. Right. So at night, I'll have like two, three, four, five, six, whatever, because I'll show you the chocolate that I'm eating in a second. Um, I'm eating this this dark chocolate, multiple cubes of it per night, every single night. I love it. It's delicious. And I always backload my carbohydrates, any carbohydrates a year at nighttime. I know that goes against mainstream nutrition as well, but mm, whatever. Um, so I eat dark chocolate every day. And there are these polyphenol antioxidant compounds in chocolate that are different than fruits and vegetables. They're astronomically different, right? So they contain something called EGCG. EGCG is the pl same plant compound. It's a polyphenol antioxidant compound that's found in green tea. So all these benefits of green tea that you hear actually exist in dark chocolate as well. I mean, they literally, it, it causes brain cells to grow. It can target and kill cancer cells. It enhances your mood big time mood enhancer. And I think part of that is that dark chocolate, if, you, if you're taking in really, really dark chocolate, the fiber content's really high and it's a prebiotic dietary fiber. So I've talked about that before, probiotics are the bacteria in your gut. Prebiotics are the food that feeds that bacteria. Prebiotics are dietary fiber compounds that the human body can't digest, but gut bacteria can. So dark chocolate is a very, very powerful prebiotic. So, I mean, you're looking at literally enhanced cognition, enhanced mood, decreased risk of cancer, and you're feeding your gut microbiome. So to, to prove this point even further, they did a meta-analysis at Cambridge University. They took 4,500 people, and I'm trying to remember the exact statistics on this, but they took 4,500 people, and they fed them dark chocolate every single day for eight weeks. And the people at this study who ate the most chocolate so they, I think they staggered it, uh, like some people got a certain amount of chocolate, blah, 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 blah. The people who ate the most chocolate during this study had a 37% decreased risk of cardiac disease. That's insane. So dark chocolate literally reduces your chance of having a cardiac episode, right? Your, your cardio health will improve just from eating dark chocolate. The other thing that dark chocolate does is it's clinically proven to lower bad cholesterol and raise good cholesterol. Good cholesterol, HDL, bad cholesterol, they say it's bad. We don't really know that it's bad, but LDL. VLDL, we know is bad. LDL is different. So VLDL that comes from fructose, don't do that. LDL gets lowered with dark chocolate. HDL goes up. I mean, literally, the, the benefits of dark chocolate are just fantastic. They're out of this world. 
but you have to be careful because we're looking at ingredients now. So if we start looking at, oh, also there's a 29% decreased risk of stroke in this Cambridge study. And again, 4,500 people eating 45 grams a day. I, actually, let me drive that point home real quick because they were eating 45 grams a day for eight weeks, saw decreased cardiovascular disease risk, decreased cholesterol, and exactly zero negative side effects. This is 45 grams of dark chocolate a day for eight weeks with zero negative side effects. No weight gain, no blood sugar issues, no nothing. Now, this bar I'm about to show you here, this is my favorite brand of chocolate. This entire bar is 35 grams. 35 grams. So they took 10 grams more than this. So let's do this. This is prob probably looked like this. They're eating this much dark chocolate every single day for eight weeks. And health benefits go through the roof with zero negative side effects. That's crazy, right? We need to rethink this chocolate thing. We need to rethink this fruit thing. We need to rethink this chocolate thing. So the thing about the antioxidants in dark chocolate is that they're called, they're what's called uh, hormetic antioxidants, which means these are the compounds that literally cause your genes to express antioxidants. It's, it's really, really interesting, but it's completely different than fruits and vegetables. So the antioxidants, these polyphenol antioxidant compounds in dark chocolate are astronomically better for you than even ones you would find in vegetables and fruit. Again, the antioxidants that you would find in fruit are so minuscule, do next to nothing for you, and you have a giant glycemic index sugar spike on top of it. So it's really just not worth it. Um, so let's talk about milk chocolate. This is dark chocolate. This contains zero milk. And then you have milk chocolate. So to give you an example on the legality of this, legally, milk chocolate only has to be 10% chocolate. It can be 90% all sorts of other nonsense. It can be soy and lecithin and milk and sugar and blah, 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 nonsense. So you wanna stay away from milk chocolate. Again, even when you start getting down in the 70, 60% cacao, 55% cacao, 40% cacao, they still somehow label 40% cacao as dark chocolate sometimes, which is just insane. Don't eat that. It's like you're literally just taking in sugar and milk. And the crazy thing about sugar and milk, sugar and milk literally reverse the health benefits of dark chocolate and make it not, no longer good for you. They just, they become a moot point. All the prebiotic dietary fiber, the antioxidants, the flavonoids that are in these dark chocolates, um, milk and sugar acts as an anti-nutrient. So when you're taking in the, the cacao chocolate, all chocolate comes from cacao beans, right? So if you're taking in the cacao and you're taking it in with milk and sugar, the milk and sugar is going to bind to those flavonoids, to those antioxidants, to those dietary fibers and cause it so that your body can't access them and they're just going to get excreted from the body. You're not going to be able to use them. So the milk and sugar, I mean, milk chocolate literally just takes a one of the most healthful compounds on earth and makes it nasty. And just so at that point, you're not getting any of the benefit. You're just getting the blood sugar spikes from the sugar that's added. So let's talk about how to read ingredients. Um, there is only one brand of chocolate that I'm going to recommend to you, literally one brand. I know the founders of this company. I've hung out with them for the last two years at Paleo FX, and they're located in Massachusetts, actually not far from where I grew up in Rhode Island, and that is called Taza Chocolate. So this is an example of Taza chocolate. This is my favorite chocolate on planet Earth, this one particular bar right here. This is called Taza Wicked Dark. I love that it's Wicked Dark because I grew up in the Northeast, so that's amazing. And I'm gonna walk you through the ingredients on this and walk you through the ingredients on some other brands as to why 
they're so different, right? So a lot of times, if you if we look at the first ingredient, so there's really no way for me to put this in the camera, but I, I'm going to try to read this to you. So ingredients on this is Taza chocolate, stone ground, wicked dark, 95% cacao. Now, for most of you out there, especially chocolate lovers, you're going to taste this for the first time. It's going to be so bitter. You're going to eat one cube and be like, oh, I can't do this. But especially if you're on my fat loss protocol where we're limiting things like sugars, simple sugars, fruit, we're limiting carbohydrates, your taste buds literally change. So after a while, this is really sweet to me. If I have a 70% cacao bar, I almost have to spit it out. It's so sweet. I'm just like, oh my God, this is gross, right? So this is 95% cacao. This is super dark. But notice when I read these ingredients, there's no milk. That's super important, right? So ingredients, organic cacao beans, organic cane sugar. That's two ingredients. And I know I said the big scary word, sugar, that we've been talking about this whole AMA because of the fruit issue. This entire bar has four grams of sugar. The entire bar, and this is 35 grams of chocolate. Now, good luck eating this entire bar. That's the thing about dark chocolate. Once you start breaking this up, this is stone ground chocolate, so it's really gritty. Once you start breaking it up and eating it, you're gonna have two, three cubes and be like, you know what, I'm satisfied, I'm good. It's gonna decrease your appetite, and you're gonna feel really good, and you're not gonna wanna eat anymore. I don't think I have ever eaten one of these in a full sitting. I think the most I've ever eaten in a sitting is, is half a bar. And I was working at the computer, not paying attention, just grabbing chocolate or something. But it's really difficult to eat a whole one of these. So even though there is sugar in it as the ingredient, there's only four grams in the entire bar. Let's compare that to a banana. You could eat three of these bars back to back to back, and you would still take in less sugar than one banana. Less sugar than one banana in three chocolate bars and the glycemic index spike and the glycemic load would be significantly lower. And the health benefits of this are through the freaking roof. We've talked about it. Decreased risk of cardiovascular disease, decreased risk of stroke, decreased uh, bad cholesterol, increased good cholesterol, enhanced cognition, enhanced mood benefits, right? That's crazy. You could eat three of these things and have less sugar than a banana. So that's why we titled that. I mean, fruit is literally toxic sugar. It's dessert candy and really dark, high quality chocolate is a superfood. It's a health food. Consume it every day if you want to. So another one, this is another one that I love. And especially for those of you out there that are just kind of making the transition, maybe start here. I want to get you over 85% cacao, but this is Taza chocolate again, T-A-Z-A. This right here is my idea of a dessert. I mean, this is dessert, dessert. It's sweet, it's delicious. This is 80% dark stone ground chocolate with sea salt and almond. This flavor is just nuts. Now you could probably eat an entire bar of this. I could if I wasn't careful. Um, but this would be a really good introduction if you really like milk chocolate. This would be a good introduction into that. If you like milk chocolate or God forbid you like white chocolate. Don't even get me started on white chocolate. White chocolate legally can be 0% chocolate. 0% chocolate. You don't have to have any chocolate whatsoever in white chocolate. Now, white chocolate usually will have like cocoa butter in it. So I guess technically there's like a little bit of cocoa, whatever, but it's going to be mostly sugar, milk, and chemicals. There's going to be a ton of nasty chemicals in white chocolate because it's not a real thing, right? So the other thing you want to be careful of is when you're reading these ingredients, anytime you're picking a chocolate, if you're at Whole Foods or Publix or Kroger or whatever, there's, there's good options everywhere. Like Alter Eco is one that you can get at Kroger. I mean, there, there's a lot of different ones. None of them. This is really the only product that I stand behind in terms of dark chocolate. If you wanted to eat it every day and you were going with Taza, I'm never going to complain about that. Have at it to your heart's delight. Just go ahead and do it, right? So the less ingredients, the better. And a lot of chocolates, the first ingredient you'll see like chocolate liqueur or uh, cocoa butter, 
or um, cocoa beans or cocoa nibs or something like that. So all these things, organic cacao beans, which is what's in this, is definitely the holy grail of the number one ingredient when you're reading a chocolate bar label, right? You want the lowest amount of sugar and you're looking for organic cacao beans. That's this bar right here. But if you're going with chocolate liqueur or cocoa butter or cocoa or something like that, it is okay. It's not going to kill you, assuming that it's over 85% dark chocolate, right? If you're over 85% cacao, dark chocolate, then I'm not too, too worried about the number one ingredient of where the cocoa is coming from. But if you're down in the 70s, 60s, and like the first ingredient is like chocolate liqueur, you, you got an issue there. You put that bar down and go find yourself something that's over 85%. You're not always going to be able to find Taza. They're in, uh, I get them at Turnip Truck. If you're local in Nashville, both Turnip Trucks have this. I think Whole Foods has them. Again, I get the 95% Wicked Dark. Greatest thing ever. Okay. 840. We're doing good on time here. So let's talk about the rice hack. So when I did the live AMA from Mardi Gras, um, I mean, one, I've been drinking and wearing togas all week, and sometimes you just forget some stuff or your instructions are not exactly clear, right? <laughs> so I talked about uh, hacks to make potatoes and rice either low carb or at least turn the normal glucose that's in there into resistant starch that the body won't break down. So you can literally turn these foods into a feast for your gut microbiome. Prebiotics, like we talked about with dark chocolate, you can take white rice and white potatoes and turn them into mostly prebiotic dietary fiber in the form of resistant starch, but you have to go through a process to do that. That is cooking these items and then cooling them down. A couple things I wasn't clear on. You don't have to leave your food sitting on the counter. In fact, I don't recommend that. You cook the food and put it in the fridge. Cool it in the fridge. It'll take about an hour to get it to the point. An hour, maybe more. I mean, I would, I would make an hour the limit. So if you cook rice or cook a potato, bake it, roast it, whatever you want to do, boil the rice, and then immediately when you're done cooking it, put it in the fridge, let it cool for an hour. And if you can do that multiple times. Now with rice, you don't want to go, 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 because you're just going to overcook it to an insane portion where it won't really be enjoyable. I mean, you could cook it and cook it and cook it if you're really just trying to feed your gut microbiome and don't really care much about the texture or the taste or whatever. You could do that. Um, but you, you want to cool it in the fridge and you want it to cool for at least an hour, right? And with the potato, you can do it over and over and over. That's the potato hack diet. Go back to Ask Me Anything number six. We talk about the potato hack where people just eat potatoes cooked in this fashion for three days and lose on average a pound of fat each day. It's, a, it's really, really powerful for fat loss because you're just helping your gut microbiome in, in an insanely powerful way. So the rice hack. Uh, I had a question about the rice hack and how to actually do this. So there's a couple different ways to do it, but I've honed this in now and I have an actual recipe here that I think you should use if you want to make this low carb rice. So first things first, we're going to base this recipe on one cup of, of white sushi rice. I recommend like uh, jasmine rice. We talked about jasmine rice last week. The stickier the white sushi rice, the better. And that's why all those centenarians, the Asians that are healthy long, long into old age, they're all eating white sticky rice, right? So get your hands on white sticky rice. This recipe is based on one cup. So for every one cup of the rice you have, you want one and a half cups of water. And we're going to add to this, adding the healthy fat. Get unrefined coconut oil, and you want three tablespoons per cup of white rice. So if you have three cups of white rice, you're talking nine tablespoons of coconut butter, I mean, uh, coconut oil. So you take the, the water, bring the water to a boil, get all of your rice, get all of your coconut oil, put it in the boiling water together. Then you're gonna reduce that boil to a simmer, cover the pot and cook it for 20 minutes. So let's run through that one more time again. If you have one cup of rice, 
you have one and a half cups of water and you have three tablespoons of unrefined coconut oil. So you take all those ingredients together, boil the water, throw it in the boiling water, reduce the water to a simmer, cover it, cook for 20 minutes. When you're done cooking, immediately take it off the heat and put it in the refrigerator. Let it cool in the refrigerator for at least an hour. And then what you can do, what I would recommend is probably, I'd say the safest way to reheat is to do it in the oven, put the oven on like, you know, warm setting or 250 or 300, whatever you want to do, depending on how quickly you want to heat this up and serve it. Um, the other thing that I always recommend is, you know, my love of sodium. So get some Redmond's real salt or some pink Himalayan salt. There's another amazing, amazing, amazing product that I use every day. That is Coke. Oh man. I can't remember the name of the brand, but it's coconut aminos. It's a uh, liquid coconut aminos. And I'll get the name of the brand, uh, nature's secret or something like that. Uh, that's the one that I use every day. Coconut aminos are insane. They only have one ingredient. That's organic coconuts. And it's basically like a replacement for soy sauce. So if you reheat that rice, take the cold rice out of the fridge after an hour, reheat that rice, put some coconut aminos on there, some liquid coconut aminos and some, some pink Himalayan sea salt or some Redmond's real salt. My God, you guys are going to be leaving me comments like this is the best treat I've ever had. And you now are dealing with lower carbohydrate rice. So what you're doing is it's not really low carb rice. You're, I mean, you are reducing some of the carbohydrate content, but you're significantly lowering the glycemic index, the glycemic index and the glycemic load. You're really, really lowering that blood sugar spike and you're feeding your healthy gut bacteria. So again, another thing I touched on last week, don't do this every day. Don't be slamming rice every single day. You don't want to do that. Um, so that's it. That's basically the hack. For, for cooking rice. Let's see how we're doing on time here. We got 15 minutes. Okay, so we're here on, I'm looking at Facebook right now. So we're looking at Facebook. I might need some help with comments here if we're getting Instagram comments. Um, we'll go through these. So let me see here. Cauliflower rice. Yeah, you cauliflower rice is wonderful. I would highly recommend cauliflower rice over white rice. But again, you can make white rice low carb if you want to doing that little trick. Cauliflower rice, boom, 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 do it. Okay, uh, what else we got here? We have anything on Instagram over there? Yeah, what are your top recommended vegetables to cover vitamin needs across the board? Top recommended vegetables. Okay, number one, first and foremost, always, 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 I have one family of particular vegetables, and that is green leafy vegetables. So spinach, kale, broccoli, asparagus, uh, any anything like that that's just really it's green and leafy and also cruciferous vegetables. Cruciferous is considered, it's just based on the way the plant looks. So like cauliflower is actually a cruciferous vegetable. So again, cauliflower rice, you can feed that in there too. You can make your own cauliflower rice at home. We can try to find a recipe, maybe put it on the website or something. Um, but cruciferous vegetables are, are fantastic. It basically means that it has a leaf that literally has a, a one main vein going up and branches out. It's almost looks like a crucifix, cruciferous vegetables, right? So cruciferous vegetables are fantastic and all leafy green vegetables. Now, the only thing I will say is we talk about phytates and lectins sometimes, these, these plant compounds that can damage your gut. Kale, cook your kale. Stop doing raw kale. Stop doing raw kale. Stop doing frozen raw kale. Cook your kale. Throw it in the skillet, whatever. Um, so green leafy vegetables, hands down, are the most nutrient-dense vegetables. So that's my pick there. Um, Katie Cole said that coconut secret is the brand name. Coconut secret. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate that. Hi, Katie. Uh, coconut secret. Liquid coconut aminos. These things are fantastic. You can get them on Amazon, get them at Whole Foods. Um, I've checked like Kroger and Publix. I never have, have luck there. But I also know that Kroger 
carries Bragg's liquid coconut aminos. Now, in my opinion, coconut secret is far superior. It just tastes better, but the ingredients are almost identical. So Bragg's, their liquid coconut aminos, they're fantastic too. So go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, you're, you're gonna thank me for those. I put liquid coconut aminos on eggs. I put it on vegetables in a skillet. I put it on meat. I put it on fish. I put it on sweet potatoes. I put it on rice, put it on everything. I'm obsessed. They're a little pricey and that's where all my money goes. So whatever, dude, I really like them. <laughs> all right, um, so the other thing that we wanna talk about, this is really important and we need to touch on this. Um, we're doing, we have some serious changes happening with Clovis. Some really, really serious changes and those changes come on the heels of some feedback that I've been getting. So as some of you know, especially people who bought during the 40% the off sale that I did on our Facebook Live, um, we have a subscription service, right? So the subscription service, we kept having issues of customers wanting to change their orders or change their shipping address or change their products, adding a product to their subscription, sub subscription, subtracting a product from their subscription. We're really having some issues with functionality. So basically what we did is built you a brand new website. <laughs> and the number one reason we did that was for the subscription management services. So now if you get a subscription through the Clovis website, which is now Clovis, C-L-O-V-I-S dot store, S-T-O-R-E, Clovis dot store. You can add www if you want to, um, www.clovis.store will get you there as well. So this is the new Clovis store page, and this is what we're going to be running everything out of. So what you can do, I just want to show you guys this real quick. At the bottom, you're going to see Earn Rewards. This is a new rewards program that we set up for you to help you guys be able to share with your friends, get savings for them, get savings for yourself. The rewards program is crazy robust. Um, all you, I mean, you sign up for an account and you earn $3 towards your next purchase. It's really crazy. For you, on your birthday, we're going to send you 10 bucks for free. Tell me your birthday, I'll send you 10 bucks towards product, right? We really have a robust reward system here. Now, once you have your account created, and you log into that account, any subscription you have, you can do whatever you want. You want three bags every six months, do it. You want three bags every two weeks, you want four bags every three days, do it. You can change your shipping address, you can change the quantity of your products, you can change the flavor of your products, you can add products to your subscription, subtract products from your subscription, and you don't need me or customer service at all to get that done. That's where this comes from. So Clovis.store, we wanna push everything over to Clovis.store. We're gonna start pushing everything there. And as my way of saying thank you and for confusing you and switching up a site, I know that's always a pain in the butt when you're used to something or if you have a subscription with us. If you have a subscription with us, email me at justin at cloviscultureorg and we're gonna have something special for you just because of your loyalty and for signing up for a subscription. I can't thank you enough. So email me at justin at clovis.com and we'll take those on a case-by-case -case basis. Tonight, what we're doing, we're gonna do a 24-hour sale. Everything on this page is 20% off. We gave you a coupon code, it's new store, N-E-W-S-T-O-R-E, -E, new store 20, two zero, it's the numbers, two zero. New store 20, 20% off everything on the entire website, clovis.store. It's about as easy to remember as it can get. I think it's an awesome URL, I'm super happy with it. So clovis.store, purchase there, 20% off, new store 20 code. That's the new store that I wanted to tell you about. So. How much time we got left? We got a couple minutes. Let's see if we have anything else coming up. Oh, cool, there's a recipe for cauliflower rice. Thank you, Lauren. She posted a recipe for cauliflower rice on the Facebook Live feed. 
So if you go to facebook.com slash the Clovis culture, you can get a free cauliflower rice recipe. So that's awesome. So we talked about fruit. We talked about dark chocolate. We talked about the rice hack. Uh, I hope the rice hack was clear. Let me know if it was unclear. Um, I'll probably build out that recipe and put it in the show notes. Um, also at clovis.store, you can click on blog and all the ask me anythings are there. So if you go shop tonight and you get your 20% off using coupon code new store 20, 20% off everything. If you go there and shop tonight, stop by the blog and you'll see all the ask me anythings. We have numbers one through six listed there. We give you all the resources. If I mention something like coconut secret, um, coconut aminos, I'm going to give you a link to that, an exact purchase link where you can get it and get it shipped right to your house. If I talk about, you know, is fruit sabotaging your fat loss, an article that I wrote, I'm going to give you a link to that article. So I'm going to give you guys show notes and links to everything that I mentioned. If I mention a book, if I mention a podcast, I mentioned um, still no free lunch about the uh, high yield crops just destroying food quality, right? So I can give you a link to that. We'll give you links to absolutely everything. So stay up to date on the blog. And again, that's clovis.store. So bookmark that URL, clovis.store, www.clovis.store, whatever you want to do. Coupon code NEWSTORE20. All right. We have anything on Instagram coming in? How are we looking? Uh, yeah. How about any paleo foods you shouldn't eat together in the same meal? Any paleo foods you shouldn't eat together in the same meal? Interesting. Generally speaking, I would say no. Um, so I'm going to kind of flip that on its head. I mean, one... Yeah, there are. So there, there are a lot of paleo foods. I've talked about lectins. I think it was Ask Me Anything number two, if you scroll through. Um, so I also have minute markers on all the Ask Me Anything. So it'll say like, oh, at minute 215, Justin talks about lectins. So you can bounce around. You don't have to watch these whole hour long videos. But there are some I wouldn't write. There are a lot of paleo foods that are loaded with lectins. I'm actually really glad you asked this question because I should probably make a chart. Um, anything with seeds, I don't recommend. And that goes for zucchini, um, uh, certain types of squash, um, even cucumber by itself, like pickles are great because they're fermented, but cucumbers, not so much. Um, anything with a seed is technically a fruit. Now, I don't think I need to remind you how I feel about fruits, right? So anything with a seed, you're going to want to ignore that. Don't eat that. And especially something like zucchini that has a lot of seeds that'll have a lot of lectins in the seeds. Also almonds, Almonds, cashews, these things are considered paleo. They're loaded with lectins. So if you eat those with certain things, if you eat them with like a steak or a really nice cut of any kind of meat, like salmon or anything, they have these anti-nutrients in them that are going to disrupt the absorption of certain things. So email me, justin at clovisculture.com. I have a list of approved foods. I've sent it to countless people since I've done these Facebook Lives. That approved foods will remove any all and all of those. Every food on my approved foods list is paleo and will not cause problems. So if you only eat off my approved foods list, you're gonna be just fine. You can eat all those foods in any combination that you want. So I would just say in terms of paleo foods, if it's a paleo food and it has seeds, don't eat it, period. And especially don't eat it with something like, like steak or something where you're gonna have uh, absorption issues with the nutrients in that normally really healthy food. And then you have other foods that should be in combination. Like if you cook a nice ribeye steak, let's say grass-fed ribeye steak, and you eat that with an avocado, that avocado actually increases the bioavailability of the proteins and other molecules in that steak. So you literally could digest more protein eating it with, with guacamole or with avocado than you would eating it without that additional food item. So that's the difference between bionutrients and anti-nutrients. And you want to stay away from anti-nutrients as best you can. Phytates and lectins are the most damaging ones. Um, so yeah, anything with the seed, avoid that. When is your next AMA, Wednesday or Thursday? You tell me. That's why we're here. 
So you tell me what works best for you. Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Monday, Saturday morning. Probably not. You'll all be hungover, I think. I know some of you, you bunch of degenerates. <laughs> Let me know which day works best for you. So I literally, for me, I mean, this is my number one priority. I'm going to do this whenever you tell me to. So if I have a, a hundred of you come and say, look, man, you really got to change this thing to Mondays, then okay, we'll change it to Mondays. Um, as of right now, we can certainly go back to Wednesday if, if that's best. So we'll take it from here. Instagram, Facebook, comments, email me at justin at clovisculture.com. Comment on any of our pages anytime you want to. And um, let me know what works best for you. Again, it's just like the website. If you tell me something's not working right, I'm going to fix it. If this asks me anything, time is not working right, I'm going to fix it. And so just get on all the socials, leave comments, kill two birds with one stone. Click the earn rewards program on clovis.store and go visit our Facebook page, which gets you a dollar off of your purchase. And just leave me a comment that says, hey, do Facebook Live on Friday or do Facebook Live on Tuesday. Or whenever you tell me to do it, I'm going to do it, right? Whatever the most feedback I get is. So I'll switch things around for you. But again, quick way to earn rewards, visit our social, follow us on Instagram. I mean, you can save like over $10, I'm pretty sure, within rewards on your first program, on your first purchase on Clovis.store. And again, new store 20 is a discount code. Okay, uh, either, either works for her. Okay, cool. Well, that's about it. We're getting close to wrap up time. We got just a couple minutes left here. You have the link in the, in the comments. You have the new store 20 coupon code. So please go check out that new website, place an order for me. Uh, also right now, just click the love button, the like button, the happy emoji, the laughing guy, the angry face. If you're pissed that you can't eat fruit anymore, don't eat fruit. I'll come find you. Don't do it. Right. Okay, good. We're in agreement. Thank you. Uh, fruit's awful. Dark chocolate is awesome. White rice can be made paleo. And we have a new website. That about wraps up Facebook, Instagram, YouTube Live, Ask Me Anything, number seven. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please leave me some feedback. I want to keep doing this. I love it. Thank you so much. I love you. I will see you next week whenever you tell me to be here. Thank you, guys. Somewhere, but I closed my eyes and lost my way. You felt something. something.